The nexus of the universe. What does that mean, nexus? I guess it's a connection between two or more things. It's a link. Sort of like this show, Don't Bring Up God. It is a nexus between me and the board guy. You know, otherwise we would never have known each other. Although maybe we would be better off, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, nexus is a Latin word. Like vortex and helix. Listen to those words. Helix. I'm not even sure what that is. Another Latin word is pastor. And by coincidence, we have a pastor with us that can define, hopefully, that word. We have Pastor Rob from the Blue Church in Easton. How you doing, Rob? I'm good. How are you, Robert? <laughs> uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about the Blue Church in Easton. Your services, what you might believe or not believe, just briefly. Well, we're a very small rural church in Williams Township. Uh, our church building is 175 years old. We have one service. Uh, we have a small congregation, a uh, very diverse congregation, and we are a Bible-believing, teaching church. And your address? It's 2100 Morgan Hill Road, Easton, Pennsylvania. And your phone number is 610-252-7646. That's the blue church. What's with the color blue? Uh, back in the day, it was a slate building, and it had a blue hue to it. So a number of years Hue, ag- that means color, right? Hue, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a Greek word, is it? All right. <laughs> and... Uh, the church was painted a periwinkle blue color when I got there, and believe it or not, we just painted it a grayish color, and uh, the townspeople were not too pleased. So that's the origin of the blue church. <laughs> that's it. Okay, pastor. What's the definition of the word pastor? A servant. A servant. A servant of God, a servant to others? Yes. Now, I looked it up because... I don't. I didn't know. Maybe you would you would get stage fright and you wouldn't be able to talk over the mic. I, I had to be sure that I knew the definition, so I looked it up. It means me. It means uh, ordained leader of a Christian congregation. Does that make sense? It does, but I, I look at it more as as you're a shepherd. You're shepherding the people. You're serving the people. You're ministering to the people. You know that that definition almost uh, gives a uh, like I'm above people, and that's not the case. Now, there's only one good shepherd. Oh, yes. Amen. And it's not the board guy. Who might that be? Well, that's Jesus Christ. The book says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And who are the sheep? The sheep are those that choose Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, most people don't like to be considered sheep, let alone lost sheep especially dumb, lost sheep. I think most people would would want to be considered like a big black stallion or a fearless lion in the jungle. I don't think many people would want to be considered a, an ostrich. No, that, that, that not an ostrich. But those other two, yes. But that is our ego again telling us, I'm not lost. I'm not a dumb sheep. Well, the Bible tells us that we are sheep, and sheep are very dumb animals. Sheep cannot take care of themselves. Without the shepherd, a domesticated sheep will die. And the Bible calls us that we are sheep, and that's why we need the Savior, 
the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And they'll literally walk off a cliff if the shepherd's not there to protect them, right? Oh, yes. They'll drown in a, in a little bit of running water. I mean, that's why Jesus leads us be, beside the still waters, because running water will actually drown a sheep. So as humanoids, as humans, as we grow older and mature, hopefully we learn and gain knowledge and wisdom. And then we begin to realize, you know, maybe we're not as smart as we thought we were. Maybe we don't have all the answers. Well, this is, this is true. That's called humility. Humility, the definition, definition of humility is being in total subjection to God. Jesus said in John fifteen five, apart from me, you can do nothing. And once you become humble, you're, you're teachable. And hopefully you begin to change your life. You, you get a, uh, a born-again, different attitude, and you finally submit to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and accept his ways. Amen. And that's the whole point is knowing that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, and our, that Savior is Jesus Christ. So the, so the objective is to believe, think, and act more and more like Jesus. The book says, the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They will not follow a stranger. Yes, and see, we are called not just to believe a set of facts about Jesus, but we are called to follow him. And a lot of times he tells us to follow on the narrow road, not the wide road. And the closer you get to God and understand about Jesus, the easier it is to determine what is right and wrong. Uh, you're more equipped to make those life-difficult decisions because sometimes you're not sure if God's talking to you or the devil's talking to you on what you should or should not be doing. I don't think it gets easier because I think as, as we mature in our faith that Satan ups his game as well. You know, it's kind of like a, a knock on the door. Uh, you don't know whether it's a friend or foe. And, and, you know, years ago you used to open up a door and uh, say, hey, welcome, who are you? Uh, and you'd have a nice conversation. But nowadays, it's like, you know, I, I talk through the door. Who is it? What do you want? Who sent you? I look through that little peephole, which, which never works. That peephole? I, I can't, I mean, for, you could have a guy holding a machete, wielding a machete, for all I know, because that peephole doesn't work. It is true. We live in a different world today. I know when, when I was a child, we were out from morning till evening when our mother called us in for dinner, and now that's normally not the case. And worst of all, you get a knock on the door. It could be that Saturday Night Live land shark. Remember that? Land shark. Land shark. <laughs> I actually do, yes. <laughs> we have Pastor Rob with us today from the Blue Church in Easton. Now, it is a, it is a Christ Evangelical Congregation church, correct? Yes. Can you explain that? Well, that's a, it's a very small denomination, uh, basically uh, based in Pennsylvania, Ohio. Um, it's, a, again, one of the smaller denominations, but it's a Bible-believing uh, denomination. Now, I look at your website, and it's very basic to me. Uh, very basic. You have a Bible on a table, and then the light shining on the Bible, and you have essentially three colors only. You have brown, black, and white. And I'm thinking when you put that together, you're, if you had a web designer, a web designer, he probably was telling you to punch it up. You know, use more vibrant colors, flashing lights, more pictures, more something. But you don't really need all that. 
Well, no, it's all about the Word of God, and I do believe that, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But oh, I, please, feel free to step on okay, toes. Okay, then I'll do it. That's what we do here every <laughs> Sunday morning. Most uh, professing Christians, especially in our country, are very biblically illiterate. And what we do in our church is we preach verse by verse on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday evenings. Um, so in the course of eight to ten years, we will have studied the entire Bible. And it's important not to add or subtract anything from that book, correct? Well, the Bible gives a warning in the book of Revelations that anyone that adds or subtracts to the book uh, will be in, in, in dire trouble. Now, your purpose statement on your website, which is bluechurchec.com, that's bluechurchec.com, your purpose statement is to know Christ. Explain. Well, the Greek- How do you know somebody you can't see? Ah, it's interesting. Well, we we believe by faith. I I love the definition of faith found in uh, Hebrews 11.1. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, there was a band back in the 60s called Blind Faith. Remember? You're not that old. You're not as old as me, are you? Uh, Not offhand. (laughs) Okay. But no, I am older than you. You're, I'm, I'm 59. What did you say you are? Oh, I'm 58. Okay. You look like you're 39 years old. Oh, Board guy. Oh, look at my. this guy. Oh, my. You look like a, a high fashion model almost <laughs> at six foot two. What's with that? How do wow, you do that? Wow, wow. You, need to, you, you need, now need to humble me. See, you, <laughs> you puffed me up. Now you need to, now you need to humble saying. me. I'm just saying. Go ahead. But, but Christians do not have blind faith. There's evidence. We don't see Jesus physically, but we see him in our hearts. We see how he changed our lives. We see how he's changed other people's lives. There's evidence behind what we believe. Now, on your website, you also have a mission statement, which says, raise up faithful disciples. Well, Jesus said not to make converts. He'll do that. But when the converts come and people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they must be be discipled. They must be grown in their relationship and walk with the Lord. And what's the difference between disciple and apostle? Is that like tomato, tomato? I mean, is there a difference there? Is it the same thing or what? Well, again, I'll step on toes, which I don't mind doing. The apostles were called the, the sent ones. They were the chosen ones of Jesus Christ. After the apostle... John died on the Isle of Patmos. There has been no other apostles. Now, disciples are for today. These are the followers of Jesus who are growing in their relationship with Jesus. I I heard um, or read somewhere that apostle means travel. Like, those are the disciples that do a lot of traveling. Is that true? Well, there are people who call themselves apostle, but, but the biblical definition, that has come and gone. Hey, Penn Hearth, i got to tell you about this, in Copley, is your store for heating and cooking. Their pellet and wood stoves are notorious for saving you money. Visit them on 329, about two and a half miles west off of MacArthur Road. Penn Hearth has Breckwell and St. Croix stoves and stove parts for repairs. You can use their in-store rebuilding service if you need to. And while you're there, check out their Yoder pellet smokers and grills. So that's Penn Hearth, open Tuesday through Saturday. Give them a call at 610-769-5050 or visit them at PennHearth.com. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey 
to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queens also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queens Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. You need to see it to believe it. Relic Hunter Firing Line has a new awesome 12-lane indoor gun range, rentals, and the largest selection of firearms for purchase. Also available are training classes for both men and women, along with several membership plans to suit your specific needs. Relic Hunter Firing Line is located off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. Their friendly and helpful service is available to you seven days a week as Relic Hunter Firing Line opens every day at 10 a.m. And if you're looking to purchase firearms, you can actually try before you buy. Shoot the gun first in the 12-lane indoor range and then decide. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone is 610-440-1911. Or visit them at their website, relichunter.com. Tell them Robert from Don't Bring Up God sent you. Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. We have with us Pastor Rob from the Blue Church in Easton. That's 2100 Morgan Hill Road in Easton, 610-252-7600. Four, six. And because we have Pastor Rob with us today, we actually had a tape during the week on a Thursday, so we can't take any calls today. The pastor has services Sunday morning, as expected, so no calls today, okay? We'll get back to normal next week. Hey, Pastor Rob, you're talking about apostles. Now, there were 12 apostles. I didn't realize Paul was actually considered an apostle, right? He was considered. Yes, because... Back in Jesus' time, an apostle was one who saw Jesus, who actually was mentored by Jesus while he was in his earthly ministry. Now, the apostle Paul, of course, he met Jesus on the road to Damascus when the bright light shined upon him, and Jesus uh, taught him uh, for three years, actually, uh, the things, uh, the, the the true things of the Lord. He actually opened up the scriptures that Paul knew, and he opened up them up in such a way that, uh, you know, he knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Did you say there were two Pauls just then? No, no. You said a Paul. There wasn't a Paul and an apostle, right? The apostle the, the original. Paul. No, the apostle Paul. He wasn't one of the original twelve. Okay. He he came along after. Yeah, my mind drifted a little bit. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry about that. It happens. It like happens that. when I talk. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It has nothing to do with you. Anyway, uh, also on your website, which is Blue Church EC 
Com. You talk about the importance of prayer. Oh, yes. Uh, prayer is our communion with God. I mean, think of a relationship. I, I think of the marriage relationship. I'm no longer married. My, my wife has passed four plus months ago. But the marriage relationship is the closest relationship that we can know uh, that has to do with our relationship with Jesus. And just think of, in your own marriage, if you don't communicate with your, your spouse, it won't be a very good marriage. So we are to communicate with our Lord and Savior. We are to communicate not only speaking, but listening to when he speaks. And prayer is incredibly important. And just because you pray for something and you don't get it necessarily doesn't mean it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, God answers prayer three ways. Yes, no, and wait. I like that. Wait. (laughs) That's the hard part. People don't like to wait. People have no patience. No. But that's crucial if you want to become a Christian. Patience is a Christian virtue, which we all should pray for. Now, when we first talked, you mentioned your wife, and you actually broke down a little bit. Do you want to say a few words about your wife? Well, my wife came. She became saved at age 49. Uh, She would always tell me that she's a Christian, and I would say that she was, and I got saved about five years prior to her. And anyway, uh, at age 49, when she came to Saving Faith in Christ, uh, she just was on fire for him her entire life. She would love to go to Music Fest and hand out tracks and just talk to people about Jesus. So because she was a true Christian, that means her, her life was totally rosy and happy all the time, right? No, no. Uh, the Christian walks the narrow road. Uh, the narrow road's the hard road. It's it's never easy. But but one thing about being a Christian, you have joy in your heart. And even in the, the midst of the heartaches and the trials and tribulations, that joy is never taken from you. All right. Now continue about your wife and, and, and what happened. Well, um, approximately a year ago this time, uh, she began to... Uh, exhibit some back pain. And I told her as the good husband I am that, you know, we're getting older. It could be old age. And the pain got worse and worse. And to make a long story short, on uh, the middle of uh, April, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And how, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and, and what happened is, you know, we had some high hopes of treatment and uh, healthy eating, and we, we tried everything. and But through the whole ordeal, as her body would uh, was decreasing, I mean, she was a very, very, very beautiful woman. And uh, her beauty began to erode. But I saw her, that. Uh, you showed me a picture. I can vouch for that. Yeah. You two are like a perfect couple almost. No, I, I, mar- there, I, I married up. up again. I married up. I, I, yeah. tr- I truly <laughs> no, married I, up. <laughs> You look like a, you look like two people on a wedding cake. That's oh. that's where they got the statues from. They used you two as a model. Well, they changed my face, but they used her. I disagree. Go ahead. <laughs> and I remember one time she said to me, "We're laying in bed, and you know, with the chemo treatments, her hair is falling out." And she said, "Are you still going to love me?" And and I said, "Mary, I'm going to love you more." And what I saw, and I observed this with my own eyes. As her health was decreasing, her faith in Jesus increased. Literally, the last three weeks of her life, we had people in our house round the, not round the clock, from morning till night. They always came in crying, but they always left encouraged. How long? What? So, what? How did it? How did it end then? Well, she was at the spaghetti dinner. Uh, it didn't end there, right? It didn't no. end there, but that was really her last time that she was out of the house, and it was kind of a struggle. 
and uh, her body just got weaker and weaker. And over the last week, it just it just really took a tailspin. But I have a picture of her eight hours before she passed, and she was listening to worship music, and she's raising her hand high to the Lord. How much time elapsed between the time she was told she had cancer to the time that she left this planet? Uh, seven months. Seven months. Almost so, to the day. So it went quick. And was she was she healthy before this? Oh, she was she was a picture of health. She she was just a picture of health. So what was she telling you? Who was consoling who? I have a feeling she was consoling you. Could she speak to the end? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. She spoke well, until the, maybe the last what day. What was she telling you? Was she consoling you in any way? Well, one thing she told me, she she said, looked at me in the eye and she said, don't stop proclaiming the word of the Lord. And what was her disposition like? Was she content? Did she accept the fact that she's leaving this planet? Did she question? Did she complain? You know, she never did. And it's easy for me to say this, but I could actually show you pictures where she always had a smile on her face. She had an ear-to-ear smile through the whole ordeal. Man. She knew where she was going, and she would say, Rob, I want to go home. I want to go home. That's quite a story. It is. And how long have you been married? 30 years in September. Uh, That's a tough spot to lose a spouse, and nobody understands it until you go through it. Well, the Bible tells us, it's so interesting in in the story of creation where from Adam, God made woman out of man. So the one became two, and then through marriage, the two became one. So when a spouse dies in a good Christian marriage, I mean, half of you is removed surgically. (laughs) It's like an amputation. So she left uh, this planet. And, and do you feel like left behind all alone? I feel Forgotten? that there's a part of me missing, and I do believe in my heart that it's Jesus ha- that has to fill that void that is now in my life. So that negative energy attack to a death, attached to a death, you intend to use in some positive fashion. Oh, yes. The joy of the Lord never left me. I was actually able to do my wife's memorial service, which lasted over two hours, almost two and a half hours. And uh, I told the people at the start is I'm depressed, but I still have the joy of the Lord in my heart. That's quite a story, I must say. Now, we have Pastor Rob talking with us today from the Blue Church in Easton. Now, you wear two hats. You are also the director of the rescue mission at 355 West Hamilton Street in Allentown, and their phone number is 610-740-5500. What's with that, the director of the rescue mission? Well, I'm actually the program director. So anything that has to do with our clients, our residents, if you will, uh, I'm in charge of, of, of that part of the mission. Now, outside, there's a sign with uh, with rescue mission on it in the form of a cross and there's a star on top of that cross what is that star is that star david or something what what is that star well it signifies we are a christian ministry and we believe that men's lives are changed not through our programs not through the mission itself but through the power of jesus christ is that star like the star of bethlehem or something or i want to know what the star is oh you know you're it's right on top of the cross you're very observant i'm gonna have to look at that i think it's just uh just to illuminate the, the cross. Just for decoration? <laughs> yeah, is that it? we're illuminating the cross. <laughs> now, the rescue mission has been there over 100 years. Now, you haven't been there over 100 years. Uh, close. I, I was just going to say, you would need some rescuing <laughs> if that was the case. Now, on the site, uh, the rescue mission's website, it says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. 
I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. Now, if everybody would abide by that just a little bit, this world would be such a better place. Well, not only the world, the church should abide by that. Everybody. But specifically the church. If the church did that, the unbelievers would come to saving faith. Starry, starry night. Wow. You got a song. Starry, perfect for that. I haven't heard a song for a while. Blue and gray. The star? Is that what we're talking about here? Okay. Look out on a summer's day. The star on top of that cross at the rescue mission on Hamilton Street in Allentown. Darkness in my soul. Shadows on the hill. And Pastor B- Pastor Rob deals with that. What did you say? You're not the director. You're the what? Program director. Are uh, you the program director of Rescue Mission? And he's also the pastor of the Blue Church in Easton. He was nice enough to come in today, bringing in pastors from time to time. And I think, as you said, the church, we all should help others as one day we will need help ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't think that. We think we're invincible. Yes, we do. And through my wife's uh, illness and death, it taught me to take one day at a time because nobody is guaranteed tomorrow. And if you want to help, don't put it off. Don't don't procrastinate. Yeah, that's the word. I got it out. Uh, You know, make excuses. I always love the people that they they run their mouth saying, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And what happens? They end up doing nothing. The more you talk, the less you do, and that applies pretty much to everything. And then you got the quiet reserve people that engage in action, uh, and, and they get things done. Do you ever notice that? What's with that? Well, that's because they're, they're operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, not their own power. And God expects us to give uh, when we don't have to. That's the thing. Uh, the, the, the Bible talks about when we see somebody with no clothes or no food, for instance— the Bible asks us, what do we do? Do we say goodbye and good luck, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya, and that's the end of it? Well, what we want to do, even as Christians, I mean, our, our whole effort is to get people to come to saving faith in Jesus, but we have to first and foremost fulfill the physical need. And the Bible says, seeing somebody who needs clothes or food or something, the Bible says, do you say keep warm and well-fed but do not meet their bodily needs? What good is that? So it is with the, so it is with the faith— that does nothing in practice. It is thoroughly lifeless. Yes. Uh, in the book of James, it says, faith without works is dead. Uh, we are not saved by works, but works is an outpouring of our faith in Jesus. Hey, Queen's Nutritional Products, you got to go over there if you've never been. They're on the borderline between Bethlehem and Allentown. they got specials. For instance, vitamins. All, the, all these are 25% off. Vitalogic, Cal, Solaray, Enzymatic Therapy, 25% off. And then you got organic stuff. And I always say $3.99 a pound, $8.95 a pound. I'm not going to say pound unless it's something different. Just assume that it's a pound with these prices I'm giving. I don't have to keep saying pound and spitting over the mic. That's not sanitary. Anyway, organic. You got raw sunflower seeds, $3.99. Pitted prunes, $8.95. Raw cashews, six seventy-five. Raw pumpkin seeds, three ninety-five. See how much better that goes when I don't have to say pound redundantly. They also got special rolled oats at a dollar fifty for two pounds. See how that worked? I had to say two pounds. I didn't have to say one 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 one. Anyway, that's Queen's Nutritional Products. 
What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Man, what's not happening at Relic Hunter Firing Line? Where do I begin? Rotating every month, we got for the more advanced shooters, Tactical Night, where you got a walking course on the open range floor with different targets and shooting stations. We also got a move and shoot night concentrating on movement forward and back and drawing from your holster. To sign up, call 610-440-1911. Relic Hunter Firing Line also has a new shooter class teaching you fundamentals and good shooting habits. Relic Hunter also has the NRA Basic Pistol 6-hour course and guess what? Free lunch. Last but not least, we have the all-important ladies night. Women have absolutely no reason to be intimidated. Come out to learn, shoot, and have fun with one of the best female instructors in the Lehigh Valley. So call Relic Hunter Firing Line today at 610-440-1911. Not ordinary, boring hot plates to set your food dishes on, but unique, beautiful, and colorful hot plates that are functional, durable, and decorative with incredible workmanship. They're all handmade botanical hot plates containing natural dried fruits, beans, berries, and grains. Visit our website at hotplatesusa.etsy.com. They come in small, medium, and large and make great gifts for yourself, family, and friends. Hey, Penn Hearth in Copley has all the pellets you need along with Breckwell and St. Croix pellet stoves. They also got... Unforgettable Fire, Timberwolf, Buck, and Napoleon Wood Stoves. Penn Hearth also has Yoder Pellet Smokers and Grills. Everything available at great prices with ultimate efficiency. You need to visit them at 2626A Old Post Road in Copley. It's right there on 329, open Tuesday through Saturday. And feel free to visit Penn Hearth's website at penhearth.com. Their phone number is 610-769-5050. And this is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. We're not taking calls today, so back off, everybody. Just relax, back off. We take during the week because our guest, Pastor Pastor Rob, how dare I forget your name? That's an easy one. My name's Robert. Pastor Rob is with us. From the Blue Church, he has services in uh, on Sunday morning, so he's we're here taping. So no calls today. Pastor Rob from the Blue Church in Easton. He's also the director of the Rescue Mission, and we're talking about giving of oneself, helping people, especially the downtrodden, especially the downtrodden. We should go out of our way to help them and affect them in a positive way. It makes you feel so good to do that. Well, one thing about uh, working at the Allentown Rescue Mission, we don't have to go out into the mission field. The mission field comes to us. Now, you offer at the mission, at the rescue mission on Hamilton Street, uh, chapel service and Bible study, correct? That and a whole lot more. We have actually two facets uh, to the 
uh, rescue mission, we have the emergency shelter, which most people are familiar with. But the heart and soul of what we do at the Allentown Rescue Mission is the, is the Christian Living Program. And this is where we can work one-on-one with a man over a period of uh, up to 24 weeks. And if somebody wants to donate, they can simply, what, drop by or call the phone number at 610-740-5500? Is that correct? Correct, and also on our website. The book says... Be assured, then, that faith without works is as dead as a body without breath. That's a big, that's a, that's a lot of uh, information in one little sentence. It, it is. And, and again, it's one thing to uh, speak the truth, but we must also act the, act the truth. We will win more people to Christ by our witness than just with our words. Now, oh, that's correct. Yeah, your behavior Mm-hmm. After a point, you don't even listen to words. Right. Like the board guy back there. He doesn't talk at all, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, behavior trumps words any day of the week. Anybody can talk. Yes. Now, at the mission, you also have this infamous big spaghetti dinner that's been going on for years with Bobby in the morning. Yes. You're the man behind that? No, 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 no. I'm just a, a, a very small part of that. How long's that been going on? Uh, many years before I began to serve at the mission. That's a big ordeal. They got like, what, a thousand people or more that come there? Oh, it's a, it's a huge event. Nice. Hey, I was reading Genesis, and I realized that there are actually two creation stories and two accounts. Does that mean there were two writers? No, Moses was the writer of Genesis. Okay, but there were two accounts, and they claim discrepancies between the first version and the second version. Yes, no, maybe. And then because of that, they claim the whole Bible is faulty. Are you talking about the gap theory? Uh, I, I, I could answer that if I knew what the gap theory was. Oh, okay. But there was a gap between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. But I think about the vegetation or the animals, if they were created before or after man, something like that. Well, every, you know, man was the last of God's creation. Man was God's crowning creation. Man was created in God's image. When God created man out of the dust of the earth, he breathed his spirit into man. So we as 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 man, men and women, we are so unique from the rest of God's creation. And again, just knowing that we are God's creation created in his image should give us such hope. And people are so quick to look for these uh, uh, contradictions or something in the Bible to claim that it's false. But they're not. I mean, the error is on our end. You can't catch God in a typo or a mistake like these people try to do. In, in the book of Second Timothy, it says all Scripture is God-breathed. So the Bible, every... Every word, every sentence is there ordained by God. And it's so interesting you you said that because since I'm a Christian, many people will come up to me, non-believers, and say the Bible has a lot of discrepancies. And I I always say, show me one. And I've yet to see one. God is perfect. That means the Bible is perfect. There are no contradictions ever. And And if there are, again, it's on your end. It's something that you're not understanding. Don't doubt God. Amen. That's one of Satan's biggest tricks is if he could get you to doubt the word of God. That's what he did with Eve in the garden. What, what Paraphrasing what he said to Eve in the garden, did God really say? It's kind of like me when, when I see a contradiction or a mistake 
like with a company I'm dealing with and I lost money, I'm quick to blame them. But in time, I usually realize it's my error on my end. And then I got to walk back with with egg on my face. Sometimes the whole omelet, bacon, and toast on my face, and it's an uncomfortable thing. Yes. I think one thing in Isaiah 55... It says, God's ways are beyond our ways. His thoughts are beyond our ways. Many times we don't understand what God is doing because we can't with our finite minds. He is infinite, yet we are finite. Now, you mentioned Hebrews as we talked initially Mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. Now, are you currently studying that? Is that one of your favorite books? What's that about? Um, We actually do a course on Hebrews 11. We do a a faith course. And Hebrews 11, people call it the Hall of Faith, if you will. And that's where we specifically, uh, at the mission, we specifically go into that section of Scripture. Because it's all about faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that without faith it is impossible to please God. Well, let's investigate a little bit. First of all, who wrote it and who was it for? Oh, um, many uh, scholars. Did I stump you? Did I stump you, you there? You, you did, but you didn't only really stump me. You stumped every theologian because mm-hmm. some think Paul wrote it, and uh, some it's it's really unknown. The, the author is not listed, but it does follow Paul's writings. And some people say once again, "Oh, you don't know the author. You think it's him, and it's not. It's it's her or him or and uh, it's more proof in their eyes. Oh, the the Bible's all jumbled up. Nobody knows what's going on. Right? Doesn't matter who the specific writer was. It doesn't matter. It does not. Let's hit a couple of verses in good old Hebrews. First of all, the book says God has spoken to us through His Son." whom he has made heir of all things, and through whom he first created the universe. Mm. Now, that universe sometimes is translated as worlds, and, and some people interpret that as if to say there, are, there is life on other planets. Did you ever hear anything about that? Of course, we, we see that on TV all the time. Uh, the Bible specifically talks about life on earth. But what's interesting is Jesus is the creator. Jesus is the creator of the universe. Uh, the Bible says without knowing Jesus, we will never know the Father. And what Hebrews, especially here in Hebrews 1, talks about is the deity of Christ. That We have the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three persons of the Trinity, all being God. So Jesus, to know the Father, you must know Jesus. And that's the main point of, of a lot of what is in Hebrews. And then people, they ignore that, the important mm-hmm. stuff, and they obsess on a word, a universe and worlds. Oh, there must be aliens out there. Right. Oh, and, and, they, and they go in a totally different direction. I don't know why people beg for aliens and Martians to be real. It seems to me they, they're looking for another group of people to hate. To have a common enemy to fight to unite the world or or something like that. Well, I think the world is full of distractions, and I think that's a distraction even to Bible scholars, even to Christians. Uh, I tend not to watch that that stuff or even engage into it uh, because it just distracts me from the truth. And why assume that the aliens are barbaric and attacking people and hateful and bloodthirsty like us and like our history? You talk about projecting. Look at our history and what we've done. What world could be worse than ours? They could be the most peaceful beings in the universe if they would actually exist. Why do we have to go to the negative and think they're hateful? Well, well what's interesting, if, if you look at the creation story, you, you spoke about creation earlier. 
And I believe the, the Garden of Eden account, I believe the fall of man. I mean, think about man communed with God uh, before the fall. And God said to Adam and Eve, if you eat of the fruit of the tree of uh, uh, good and evil, you will die. They not only died physically, they died spiritually. So what happened at that point when they ate of the fruit, Satan, uh, according to the Bible, is the prince of this world. So the world's system is run by Satan. Yeah, and, you know, again, the world looking for a common enemy to fight against, like Russia or the aliens. Can't we unite with Christianity just knowing Jesus, spreading love? As we all know, God is love. We don't need silver bubble-headed Martians to get that done, do we? No, we don't. Again, I think it's just a distraction. But you did mention about the battle and the fight. And in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, it talks about the battles we fight are not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in the spiritual realm. Usually the battles in here are usually between me and the board guy. Hey, this is Robert from Don't Bring Up God. I first want to thank Relic Hunter Firing Line for sponsoring our show and believing in what we do. You know, I never thought I would buy a gun, but I did. I walked into Relic Hunter Firing Line knowing nothing about firearms, but that all changed. Relic Hunter Firing Line gave me safety and gun knowledge and taught me gun discipline at their on-site training class. I bought a 357 Magnum and now practice at the range all the time with their basic membership plan. Relic Hunter Firing Line is off of 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone number is 610-440-1911, opening every day at 10. So whether you're a man or a woman, a beginner or longtime gun owner, shoot for hunting or sport, or for home and self-defense, Relic Hunter Firing Line is number one in the Lehigh Valley. See you there. Not ordinary, boring hot plates to set your food dishes on, but unique, beautiful, and colorful hot plates that are functional, durable, and decorative with incredible workmanship. They are all handmade, botanical hot plates containing natural dried fruits, beans, berries, and grains. Visit our website at hotplatesusa.etsy.com. They come in small, medium, and large and make great gifts for yourself, family, and friends. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. Hey, who's got a pellet stove? Well, at the end of February, the big hardware chains were all sold out of pellets. What was I supposed to do? I guess I was supposed to heat my house by opening up my oven. Well, Penn Hearth saved me with as many pellets as I wanted as they checked out their Breckwell and St. Croix stoves, along with their wood stoves, all at great prices. That's Penn Hearth and Copley. 
from MacArthur Road go west on 329. It's about two and a half miles down on the left. They're a lifesaver. Open Tuesday through Friday, 930 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 3. Penhart's phone number is 610-769-5050. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert, and we're here every Sunday, as you know by now, from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. No calls today. No calls. We're actually taping this during the week. I'm not even here. This studio is empty, as you hear it. But that's the way we got to do it, because we have a guest. We have Pastor Rob with us. He's from the Blue Church in Easton. They're located, where are they? 2100 Morgan Hill Road in Easton. Their phone number is 610-252-7646. They are a Christ Evangelical Congregation Church. Now, Pastor Rob is also affiliated with the Rescue Mission. Tell us about the Rescue Mission some more. Well, the Rescue Mission, uh, right now we have uh, over 70 residents. Um, Half of them are in our emergency shelter, which most people know about, where we feed and clothe the men. Now, you have no women, right? No, it's a men's-only shelter. And uh, the men in our emergency shelter, it's the emergency shelter. We we house them for up to 30 days, sometime more, depending on on, on the man. But what I'm really excited about is our Christian living program. And our Christian living program is where we could take men from the shelter into a program. It's a Christ-centered life skills program. We teach them about Christ and and strengthen their relationship uh, with them and Christ. Are but they we, receptive to that? Um, again, we, we just offer, and it's up to between them and God whether they choose. Because or some not. of them, I'm sure, never heard about God and Jesus for the most part. Uh, many have, believe it or not, but what I look for is a man who wants to change his life or get his life centered. I don't ask them if they are Christian or not. We have an atheist in our uh, program right now. Uh, I just interviewed someone who's a Muslim who's coming into our uh, program uh, this coming Monday. Um, but what we're hoping is through the presentation of the gospel that they will come to saving knowledge in, in Jesus Christ. How much of a factor is alcohol and drugs with the people you deal with? Uh, it's up to 70% of the men who come to us have a drug and alcohol problem or history. Do they get treatment along with what you guys provide? If somebody's an active, uh, is actively using, we'll send them to a, a de- detox or a rehab, and when they come back, then we could work with them. I think in our lives, we all hit a dead end eventually, a brick wall, and the only other option is God looking up. Yes. And we've seen that so often, and that's what keeps me going. I, I mean, I have a love for this ministry. My my heart is at the Allentown Rescue Mission. I love working with these men. And what I love is I see the transformation in an eight-week period, 16-week period. I see a, a man come in who's a train wreck, and I see his heart begin to change. And, and I get to observe that. I have, I have really the best job in the world that I'm able to, to be a part of that. They come in with their hearts hardened. And then over time, they soften. Well, think of a homeless man. They have to learn how to survive and, and uh, self-preserve, you know, self-preservation, if you will. And when we come down, when they come into our facility and they come into the Christian Living Program, uh, Jesus Christ begins to soften their hearts. And, and what a beautiful thing to observe. Do they feel that you actually care about them? Because sometimes their defenses are up so high 
because no one ever cared for them sometimes, that they don't know how to accept care from another human being. You're, you're exactly right. And it takes time for them to trust us. And, and what we just love on, we love on the guys we get and we just show them love. And we become family. We do. And when the men eventually move out into their own apartments, they have full-time jobs when they leave, uh, they belong to a church, uh, it's, it's a bittersweet. We're, we're sorry to see them go, but we're happy that they're going. Do family and friends come visit them while they're with you? Very rare occasions. So they seem all alone. Yes. A lot of times these men have burned a lot of bridges. Do they cry? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes we cry together. And, and, and as far as the service is concerned, uh, are, are there regulars that come every week or is it sparse or do, you, do they respond to what they hear and, and want to come back to service? Uh, they do. They do. Most of the men, most of the men are receptive to what they're hearing with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And, and what's missing a lot of times in their lives that you see? Is there a common denominator to homeless people that, that they all share in some way? Uh, a, a broken heart or uh, a tragedy, a crisis, a divorce? A lot of things could could happen. I wish I had a chalkboard. I could, I could draw what I, what I want to here. Uh, if you think of the, the cross and you think of the vertical of, of the cross is your relationship to God and the horizontal is everything, all the circumstances in your life. See, in secular counseling, we try to work on the horizontal, but, but it's normally, not normally, it's always the relationship with God. And what we try to do is reestablish their relationship to God, and he takes care of the issues. What age are most of the men? Uh, when I was there years back, it seemed like a, a, an older population, but now we get a lot of younger men from 18 to 24. Uh, but it's a, it's a diverse, a very diverse population, but we do get a lot of young men. So if somebody does want to donate to Rescue Mission, how do they do that? They could call our number, uh, 610-740-5500, or they can go to our website. And they, or they can just drop by. Or they could just drop by, yes. All right. Now, you're also pastor of the Blue Church in Easton? Yes. Uh, maybe you want to give that address and phone number? Just throw it out there? Uh, 2100 Morgan Hill Road, Easton, PA. And the phone number is? Let me find that. I got it here somewhere. 610-252-7646. Anything else about the rescue mission? Um, it's, it's interesting. I have to share this story. About a year ago to the day, it was actually the day before Easter, it was my, my wife and, and my our last date together. And we went to a, see a movie called I Can Only Imagine. It's a Christian movie. And, and I took uh, eight, of the, uh, eight of the Christian living men along with us. And the men were very receptive, uh, you, know, you know, to my wife, and they were very polite, except there was one gentleman who wasn't. He actually turned his back on her. And, of course, I was a little upset. And, uh, but as time went, and I won't mention his name, but his heart began to soften, and he began to change. And I remember seeing him, this was in the end of March, and now... Uh, in the midst of July, and he comes to see me and he says, remember when we went to the movies and your wife was there and I turned my back on, on her? And I said, yes, I remember it very well. He said, I'm really sorry about that. He goes, I want you to tell her that I'm praying for her in her recovery. 
And I said, I'll do one better for you. So I picked up the phone and I called my wife and the two of them began to talk. Oh, and, nice. And I don't even know what they said, but, but this gentleman's eyes, he began to, to weep and he began, he began to cry. And it's just, it's, it's not the story per se, but how men's lives are changed through the power of Jesus Christ. When I see a tear, especially in a man's eye, to me, it's like a wall being broken down somehow that your defenses or the way of the world life is chiseled away just a little bit more with a tear or two. Mm. Well, I could, I could attest to that. Over the last uh, four months, I think I've shed tears every single day. The book says, it is our privilege to believe in God, but to also suffer for him. Ooh. People do not Ooh. want to hear that. Ooh. They want to be happy, smiling all the time. Ooh. Life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Life is hard. The narrow road is hard, and sometimes the road gets harder. But I want to read a scripture from Hebrews 12, too. It says, Looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What this means is our joy is, is in the everlasting life. That's where our true home is. So, so the, the trials and tribulations that we endure now are no comparison to the joy that we will have when we're with our Heavenly Father. But why should we suffer just because Jesus came down and suffered for us? Then why do we have to? Well, see, a, a faith that's not tested does not grow. Oh, that, that one line, uh, what's that? Gold is tested in fire? Yes, exactly. What does that Amen. mean? Amen. Well, again, a faith, that, a faith isn't really real. And what happens as you go through the trials and tribulations, you come out the other side, your faith has increased. Well, maybe people don't want to be tested. They want to be left alone. Amen to that. (laughs) That's right. We all feel that way, whether you're a Christian or not. I agree. I agree. But that's just the pattern of life that we have to accept. It is. It is. And embrace. And and we have to embrace it. And, And the thing is, whatever our problems are, God is bigger than those problems. And the book says, for we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who was tempted in every way that we were, yet never sinned. So Jesus went through everything that we go through, and worse. Oh, yes. And and just the message of the gospel where where the Father sent his Son to die on our behalf. And we, we think of the physical punishment, but we don't know what happened behind the scenes where Jesus took all of our sin upon himself on that cross. Wasn't he in the garden sweating, sweating beads of blood or yes. something like that? And even asked the Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. But he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And we got to remember, he was human. Yes. He felt and, and was yes. hurt, yes. just like we get hurt and yes. feel things. Fully God and fully human. But think of the love story where God the Father reconciled himself to us through his son, through the sacrifice of his son. Pastor Rob, I want to thank you for coming on today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Robert. You have a good speaking voice, in addition to your six foot two model appearance. <laughs> Pastor Rob from the Blue Church in Easton. Stay humble now. Amen. (laughs) Also, the director of the rescue mission at 355 West Hamilton Street in Allentown. Drop by and donate if if you like. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you and we'll see you again.